What is up, listeners? On today's episode, we're asking the question, who is God? Let's talk about that. Welcome back to Beyond the Row. It has been a long time since we've done one of these. Um, So Beyond the Row, if you don't know if this is your first time, this is where we take a deeper look into Sunday morning sermons to spark what life beyond the row looks like for followers of Jesus. So it's true, we took a hiatus um, for a couple months, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's been a little while. uh, Since August, I think. (laughs) And um, yeah, we're, you know... The first time that we did these podcasts, we weren't sure what they were going to turn into. We ended up doing something like seven seasons, and you know, we actually had people listen to it. So, yeah, yeah. This we're time we're doing it without a video too, which is nice. Yeah, this is podcast only, so this is new. We're you know kind of kind of looked at what worked and what didn't work, and uh, we're we're excited about this, and we're gonna try this new way. We just want to thank you guys for tagging along for this ride. Uh, something else that we want to uh, be excited about and tell you guys is that this is going to be on the app as well. Uh, we're not quite sure how we're going to do that yet, but we're working on it. And uh, that way you guys can listen to the app while you're working, mm-hmm. put in your headphones, put in your AirPods while you're working out. You get to hear our three sweet voices in your ear as you're pumping iron. Uh, speaking of three, we got somebody with us today. Oh, yeah, that's right. All the way from Finley, Ohio, kind of, and moved here. When was that, October? October. Oh, yeah, October 1st. Mm-hmm. October who is this one. Guy? Yeah. Who is Abe it? Cunningham. Who, I don't know who is that guy? Oh, it's me. Uh, yep. Abe Cunningham. Welcome to it, baby. Welcome, Abe. We want to welcome you to our podcast, Beyond the Row. And this is your podcast now, too. Welcome to the team, my friend. Hey, it's a good team to be on. Have you, uh, have you studied really hard on all the other podcasts? You know what we do. Oh, man. I have studied my heart out. I'm good. so ready. Good, good. Well, before we get into the conversation, Nate has some reminders for everybody, and then we're going to get rolling into what is God. Yeah, so uh, real quick, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple or Google, hey, leave us a review or give us five stars because we deserve five stars. Do we? 100%. Yeah, but it also helps other people find us that way too, so make sure you do that. Um, But real quick, um, we want to let you know, if you are not in a missional community, we want to make sure that you uh, sign up for one of those. You can do that through our website or app. Um, Also, Journey on the Ave, it's our way of understanding more about Avenue Church and what we're about. Um, It's a four-week, I don't know, it's it's like a class, but it's it's also developing community and things like that. But it's... um, it begins this Sunday at 11 a.m. So, again, that's something you can sign up for on the app or through the website. And uh, we would love to see you be a part of that. And then lastly is our Avenue Women's Ministry. That's good. Yeah, so yes, sir. that's going to begin here on January 16th. Mm-hmm. And you just need to really show up for that. So any women, um, you know, to come and be a part of something that, you know, women can just be women and dived into our faith deeper, and um, yeah, really community and all kinds of stuff. I'm really excited about that and see what God's going to do through that. And uh, um, So again, more information on that is also, again, on our app or on the website. And uh, So those are some things we want you to be paying attention to and uh, maybe get signed up for or get connected with. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, just the fact that we have an app is just, I think it's such a um, good, useful tool for everybody. Um, because, you know, if you try and 
email 300 people you just can't do it you know it gets thrown in spam it gets yeah. thrown in there people get blocked or annoyed or whatever else it's just yeah. like hey the information is there yeah. for you which is fun because out of your pocket. every once in a while we'll send out you know mass text alerts yeah. and uh whatever and people will, will sometimes reply stop or <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh they must not go here anymore so we better take them oh. off or something like or they maybe came one time yeah, and I love their honesty <laughs> i do and their, their brutality though it's beautiful it is fantastic yeah, yeah. That's true so hey Let's get into the podcast. Let's get yes. into the discussion. So similar to the other way that we were doing Beyond the Row, we're still talking about Sunday mornings very much and very deeply. That is the core of our church. And, you know, those messages, we believe, you know, that, you know, those are spirit-filled messages that, you know, God's given to Nate. And, you know, we want to really embrace that and just like a, be sponges that we can be um, for, for the questions that get brought up. And this is a big question. It's a great January question. Who mm-hmm. is God? Yeah. I, I'm i interested in knowing, like, what were you guys' thoughts on um, the messages Sunday? Like, what was good? Maybe maybe what could be the bad or the ugly? Um, you know, just kind of uh, off the hip thinking, well, I wonder what, what, what do you think about that? Because, I mean, obviously I can talk about it all day, so... I'm interested. Well, Abe wasn't in church yesterday, so I guess I'll go. Yeah, first. I did watch the live stream. I did watch the stream, though. <laughs> yeah, go check that out. <clears throat> no, I think it's a great way to start. I think um, so many people have these New Year's resolutions, right? Yeah. Or like they will be coming from a place where you know December is crazy enough, and they maybe get caught up in their lives and their work and the holiday, the stress of presents, the stress of seeing family, all these things, and even for Christians and churchgoers, regular churchgoers. January is a breath, <clears throat> excuse me, a breath of fresh air where you can recollect your thoughts and really start to think clearly again. And to start from the basics, I think it's an awesome idea for a sermon series in January. And the question itself, who is God? And um, with that awesome flyer that you guys passed out, mm-hmm. the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all three parts are God, but individually they are not one another. I think for someone that has been raised in church since a young age, which I'm talking about myself right now, Mm -hmm. um, that is a necessary question Mm -hmm. that does not get asked nearly enough. Mm -hmm. And it was something that was never even spoken about until, honestly, I mean, I'm not trying to sound this way, but honestly, until Avenue became Avenue, I don't think I ever asked myself that question. Mm -hmm. It was one of those things where you were just kind of told it, believe it, don't question it. It's kind of business as usual. Yeah. yeah. So it was encouraging to me. I think that's good. I we we talked about this in our group last night, um, and I think one of the fascinating things is this is it, it is a difficult topic. Even yesterday, I mean, I still it's kind of funny to say you know the pastor sitting on stage trying to talk about this. I still don't know if I did it justice, right? Because to actually comprehend the fullness. And the greatness of God is still difficult, even in our own words um, or even through the Bible. Like, you know, we're, we're doing our very best um, based off of what we have. And we have a ton of Scripture, both Old and New Testament, and they don't contradict each other. So we have that information, but still, like, we'll, we'll never be able to do it to the fullness of what He deserves. And... When I think about uh, what well, it was said last night, like whenever we try to really describe God and we try to, in, in a sense, when you're trying to describe the Trinity, if you're not careful, you can still put them in a box. Mm. 
you know, and um, and I still think the word makes it helpful for us to understand how to have a relationship, how to understand his greatness, his majesty, um, the fullness of it. But it's still like I know I'm going to leave something out, you know, yeah. um, because when I when I say, you know, the father isn't the son or the father isn't the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit isn't the son. Like that's true. But, you know, but also, but also not at yeah, the same time. That's right. Simultaneously. Yeah, because they are still the fullness of God. And it's funny to say that they are, meaning plural, singular, mm-hmm. you know, are the fullness of God. I think that's difficult. And so I do think, like, depending on your uh, tradition that you grew up in, the tribe that you are part of, it can be difficult. Like, we talked about and we asked the question, um, what did you hear the most when you grew up? Like, for example, I, I didn't grow up in the church, but when I started going to church, um, I heard Jesus the most. Mm. And like I, so I could relate to Jesus the most. And I think most people can in general because he was human. But uh, I heard Jesus the most. You know, we talked about God as if like we didn't talk about God as if like He's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We talked about God as if He's Father. You know, when we say God, we're I think we're naturally assuming Father, and then then there's Jesus. But Jesus was talked about the most. And then we're like, oh, and there's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Yeah, it's like so, the, he's like the little little brother. Yeah, that's right. That's so, and that's the tradition I kind of grew up in. And I think the older I've become, and the more I've desired to have a really one-on-one intentional relationship with God, I think I've had to really understand and start diving into the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so, I don't know. What do you guys like? Yeah. What was what was your experience growing up? Or yeah. Well, I'd say to answer the original question and then kind of dive in is to say, like, my thoughts on the sermon were, it's kind of fitting because you and I, I quickly sent you a message of, of almost that same topic, um, with Damar and, and all that going on. And I, I posed the question on social media and I don't ordinarily do this. I'm not ordinarily this guy, but I posed the question, who are we praying to? Jesus is the only one who, who is going to provide healing or provide, um, Mm-hmm. In the to name of Jesus, comfort. in the yeah. name of Jesus, right? Yeah. It's that's the only one. And I got attacked, right, and 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 essentially, you know, demeaned and all those things, right, that come with it. I knew that going into that, but it it's this unification of um, a very vague God. Our God's not vague. Our God is named. Um, we know Him, and and we have a relationship with Him, and it's something that we have to to stand for. And I think that the sermon gave us a note of who we're standing for, why, and uh, also the value behind it. Yeah. Something that a lot of other, you know, we'll quote religions, um, don't teach. Yeah. It's something that it's just known as a deity or something that's bigger than us and how they essentially just reign over us. Well, and again, we were talking about this last night, which is funny. I heard this, I heard this a while back. But like when we when we say God, when we talk to God, and we're like, oh, I'm going to talk to God, or I'm going to pray to God. Mm-hmm. It's funny because God is not His name. God is His. How do you say? This is like how you describe Him. Mm, it's what He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like when if I were to talk to you, I don't say, hey, human. Right. <laughs> True. Hey, hey you. Hey, individual. you. Yeah, that you person. <laughs> like instead, no. Like He is the Father. Like you know. That, um, Lord, you know, things like that. But, but a lot of times we do, we talk to God like that. We're like, you know, uh, God, I just ask that you, and 
which is funny because mm-hmm. it's, that's not who he is. Yeah. And I think it's, again, it's things that we have to continue to learn and understand about his name and things like that. But anyways, back to mm. what did you kind of grow up with? Like yeah. what was your, mm-hmm. yeah, of I, the three, which I was would say, heavily important? I would say grew up uh, independent Baptist. So, you know, the stigma that comes with that, I guess, to the extent I would consider my upbringing um, not super heavy necessarily in any direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say the most I heard about was the, like our position to God and the importance of Jesus to intercede for that, I would say was like the most talked about thing probably for me growing up was, you know, God is deserving of this creator, um, counselor, all these things. And our inability to reach him without Jesus um, was like, I would say the most, the most talked about thing. So I would say Jesus, um, but I would say God, the father in, in who he is, um, as a, as the character of him yeah. was also something that was super talked about. Yeah, man, for me, um, it was always God. In fact, it was only God. The mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, I don't think, was ever mentioned. Mm-hmm. Period. At least not from what I remember. You know. Yeah. And I went to all the bi- vacation Bible schools and, <laughs> and Sunday schools. And <laughs> right. Like you were the guy in everything. Oh, I was in everything from from ten years old on. And um, it wasn't until youth group that people started saying more about Jesus and. I was uncomfortable with that. I'm like, wait a minute, Jesus is only the Son. Why are we praying to Jesus? Sort of a thing. Like it was, it was jarring for me because I was had only thought, no, God is number one. Then Jesus is there. The Holy Spirit was more like a conscious, or or not conscious, but like your conscience. You mm-hmm. know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like like the little cricket in Pinocchio. One yeah, of those kind things. of like yeah. the the tap on the Jiminy shoulder. Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what my understanding of the Holy Spirit was, and it wasn't until youth group things started to get shaken a little bit. And, and now I know shaken for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, but my upbringing was, it's only God. And, you know, the, the idea of that monotheism or there is only one God, I think is what was the root of that reasoning because you start saying God, Son, Holy Spirit. It's like they're related to each other. Yeah. Oh, but sure. they themselves have a family dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jesus isn't above God. And so it was yeah. confusing for me. It's like me. they're cousins. Well, it's yeah. just like something. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's almost like you're so committed to the fact that God is, yeah, like that God is supreme, that you almost are like not willing to yeah. mm-hmm. open it up. And I think yeah. you can get that way too because Jesus would pray mm-hmm. to the Father. And so it was almost like, yeah, the Father's the ultimate being, and then there's mm-hmm. Jesus, and then, oh, there's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah, I still have to catch myself once in a while, you know, um, that, you know, Jesus... Jesus is God. Mm-hmm. You know, the Spirit is God, which yeah. I've neglected for the vast majority of my life. Yeah, it's crazy you say that. I, for the really recently, um, have defined like I had never thought about this as the Holy Spirit being a He. Mm-hmm. I have never understood the Holy Spirit being like God. Yeah, like I, I, mean, I knew I knew He was God, right? I knew Holy Spirit was a, was one of the three in the yeah. Trinity, but to name him as Holy Spirit, I am welcome you. I am welcoming you in me, right? I'm, I know who you are. I know that you are good. Like acknowledging that as the reality is, is I, not something I recently had done until probably a couple of months ago, like actually acknowledging him for being 
really? the character of God. Like, which Do you is know actually, what got you there? It was I was it was a combination of me me reading scripture and and the, a sermon and they aligned like okay. it was like this this moment yeah. where I it was it's crazy to say that but it was yeah. it was legitimately this moment where I realized I'm like I've always known like well at least not always but since I've since I have been a Christian I've known of the Holy Spirit I've known him as God but to actually name him as um, him or to acknowledge that he really is separate yeah has not been until recently yeah yeah i definitely i want to come back to the um you know the one in three persons right like because this is it's a big it's a big topic that we're not going to be able to like settle today i guess you could say or be like here's the conclusion you know i don't think we'll be able to do that but so yesterday um i you know we passed out that card right the card of uh, front and back and has the information on it which uh, again, Sabrina did a great job on cool graphic. the graphic. Shout and out, um, Yeah, that's a good job, Sabrina. So um, what, I would love to hear what you guys think about when it says, um, when I brought up the idea that Father is not the Holy Spirit yeah. or the Son. The Son is not the Holy Spirit or the Father. Yeah. And, but, you know, they're, they're, they're still God together. So, like, what did that create tension in you or... That they'd be like, oh, yeah, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Or I don't know about that. Because I guarantee you there were people yesterday they were probably thinking, I don't know about that. I don't – because maybe their tradition or like, I don't know. That makes me uncomfortable mm-hmm. to say that. What, what do you guys think about yeah, that? I, like the graphic or whatnot. I think the graphic is great. Um, whenever you see – or whenever you say something, it reminds me of conversations when you're like, yeah, it is. But it isn't yeah. at the same time. And that's immediate when you start losing people, right? Yeah. Or they start being like, okay, this guy doesn't know what he's talking doesn't about, know he's whatever talking. else, yeah. you know, or make up your mind sort of a thing. And as I'm staring um, at the image behind you as you're talking, you know, I'm trying to wrap my head about the is not mm-hmm. part. Because the is, I grasped that a few years ago. Yeah. The is not is, is hard for me because yeah. I keep thinking it's like some... Well, for the Marvel fans, the, this big Age of Ultron vibe. Where <laughs> you talk to any Ultron, Best Avengers movie. Yeah, and they all they I all agree. communicate with one another because they all are Ultron, right? Yeah. And I'm looking at this thing, and I'm trying to come up with a different way of looking at it in my head. And I don't I don't even know if this fits, but the only thing that comes to mind is if you put the term animal in the middle where God is, okay, and then where Father, Son, Holy Spirit is, you say cat, dog, bird. You know, sure. Dog is an animal. Cat's an animal, bird's an animal, but a dog's not a bird. It's like yeah. subcategories, but they're all within the same family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think once yeah. I kind of looked at it that way in my head, I mean, maybe just because I, I just, my brain kind of is wired that way, it was like a, oh, moment where um, I don't want to say it clicked, mm. but it helped. Yeah. Hmm. I would yeah. say, yeah. Go ahead. Um, I would just say, Really, like I listened to it, I listened to it online, and and it was actually today um, because I I wasn't there on Sunday. I was Wait, in, weren't you there on Sunday? Uh, I was in a wedding. Was Ooh, in a wedding. Do I do I do actually <laughs> indeed love Jesus. Um, I did go to church in person well, in Finland, good. Um, good, and then good. I listened to our live stream. Yeah, that's good. Um, so yes, yeah, so I do I do actually um, two sermons in two days. So let's go. Good job. Um, but I will say, like, just listening to that, to you saying that. I think that's the first time, mm. first time I've heard that. And it did create a little bit of a sense of who do you think you are saying mm. that 
just right away, right mm-hmm. away, like a snap. It's like, hmm, that seems like a very bold declaration. But it is when you dive into what you're really meaning by that, right? Yeah. You're not saying it's not that they aren't able to be. It's that mm-hmm. it's that they are individuals. Yes. It's not that the, the inability. It's just that the way that it's designed is clearly stated as they are different. They and, are. And, and they're I think one. For me, yeah, they're one, but yeah. they're different. And and that's for me. It's like that. It's the tension of, well, are they or are they not? Yeah. Can I give some examples? Like that. I wanted to make sure that yesterday wasn't just like here's Nate's opinion, right? Um, because it's not my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is just in a sense kind of what Scripture says. So, like for example, um, there, the moment it's in Matthew twenty-seven verse forty-six. It's this. It's where Jesus is on the cross. He's um, I mean, he's at the last moments of his life, and he says, "My God, my God, why have you forsaken me?" Um, and now, <clears throat> the reality here's what's interesting about that moment, because God hasn't left though; He's on the cross, mm-hmm. and at the same time, the Father can't be near sin. Why is this? Because He's holy. Um, he's pure right i mean even says like if if you and i were to stand in the place of the father we would die immediately because of the greatness and the majesty we we have no ability to be there but yet we can stand right next to jesus Mm. like you see that like that's not the same but they are the same person you're the same being i should say right and um there's this other moment where uh, we read yesterday um, when Jesus was baptized. This is Matthew three sixteen and seventeen, right? Mm-hmm. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. So there is a picture of the Father, or in this moment, I'm sorry. This is the picture of Jesus coming out of the water. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is now descending, and then a voice from heaven saying, "This is my dearly loved Son, who brings me great joy." Yeah, three separate, in a sense, entities, but one being. So how could, in a sense, you're like, because if people are like, well, I I struggle with that Jesus isn't the Father. Well, if that's true, then he comes up out of the water and says to himself, coming up out of the water from heaven. Like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But it does, too, make sense, because he's God in flesh, Emmanuel. So that's why it's like, yeah, he is still God, but... There are differences in that community of God. Yeah. If it makes me think of, and this is just because I have a very small human mind, but it, oh, of it, course. It, yeah. I try and put Absolutely. myself into these positions, right? So it makes me think of like, if you ever like, you're working on something and like you make a mistake was, as you're writing and, you're, and you say to yourself, oh my goodness, why did I do mm-hmm. that? That's mm-hmm. the only kind of moment I have where I feel like my, 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 my consciousness may be separate from what my physical body's just done. Yeah. So that's how I try and wrap my head around it. Yeah. I don't know if that is right or wrong, but that's how I yeah. kind of think mm-hmm. of it. it. It does. I mean, again, we're not trying to put God in a box, mm-hmm. but we are trying to understand his fullness, I guess you could say, or his majesty. I mean, he's sovereign. Um, I mean, when you think about it and you, and you look at the, um, scripture, like you see this, like in Revelation chapter four, John is trying to write the fact that he had a vision, he's standing in the throne, 
Um, and on this throne is, he can't describe it. Like, the, he doesn't have a, there's no body. Um, it's like, there, it's a presence. And in this presence, it's the colors and there's power. It talks about that there's lightning coming from this throne. Um, there's jewels. And he's trying to wrap his mind around what he's seeing. And he's surrounded by a sea of glass. And then around that sea of glass, and there are these elders and there's these beings, right? Mm. So that's not Jesus, though, right? right? Because Scripture tells us that Jesus is standing at the right, right hand. hand of the Father. Mm. Hebrews 1. Yeah. So like you, in, those, in that moment, you, you, that's why you can't say that the Father is Jesus, because that doesn't correlate with Scripture. But you can say Jesus is God the Father is God because Jesus says, you know, if you've seen me, you've seen him. Mm-hmm. And then you have then the Holy Spirit, right? And I always feel like he's the one who gets left out, right? Yeah, but like, it's true. Um, what is this? It says that, um, which is so beautiful, like the Ananias story, right? This is a couple that wanted, was a Christian, wanted to be a part of the church, wanted to help the church, and sold their property and possessions, everything, right? Mm. And the reason that they die in the story was because they lied about how much they gave. And the point is, is that you didn't have to lie. If you wanted to keep some for yourself, there was nothing wrong with that. You just needed to be honest, you know? And, but they wanted to show that they did more than that, what they really did. And, and, and I, I'm not going to lie. There's times where I'm always like scared of that too. Cause I'm like, whoo, I want to make yeah. sure I'm living out my truth and understanding that when it comes to Christianity in the church. But anyways, so in that moment is Peter tells them, you lie to the Holy spirit. And then two sentences later, he says, how could you do a thing like this? You weren't lying to us, but to God. So in that moment, he's connecting the dots that the Holy spirit is God too. Yeah. And, but the Holy Spirit isn't the Father, you know? And so um, that's why I think this creates tension. And it's a good tension. Mm. I don't think it's a bad tension. And if you're somebody who says, yeah, I don't know if I can believe that, then I don't know if you're actually listening or reading. Yeah. Because there true. are many spots in the Old and New Testament that show the differences of the three, but yet there's still one. I would say... I was just going to say that, you know, um, it is a hard thing to understand, you know, and just because somebody doesn't get it yet doesn't mean that they won't eventually get it. Yeah. Because God will reveal to things to us as we are capable of understanding. Yeah, when the time is right. So it might be something that, you know, if somebody says, you know, I just can't get behind that, it, it might be, I mean, that might be the beginning of their pruning process. Yeah. You know, and that, um, you know, the Spirit will eventually convict them. I would say, or potentially that, you know, I may not understand that yet, but I'm going to search. I'm going to keep searching. Yeah, I right. think that's I'll, spiritual I'll, maturity. I'll look for it. Yeah. And I think that to go along with that, like something that's really, I think, shooken, shooketh, shooketh me recently. I like, it. I like that. Like that? Shooketh yeah. me recently um, is Hebrews 1. I I get so confused, and and I was just I was just looking at it, but Jesus essentially like God and Jesus in, in this it it's Jesus Christ is God's son, and then it basically goes through and it talks about how uh, Jesus is greater than the angels, and then um, they use the word God and Jesus interchangeably in mm-hmm. Hebrews. Like mm-hmm. you don't you almost have you to be very 
close of what it's saying. He's the great high priest. It will yeah. say God, but it's actually Jesus, mm-hmm. and and then and back and forth, and it makes you realize they are interchangeable. However, mm-hmm. they are different, mm-hmm. and it's it's interesting to to see that and actually really grasp like what does this mean? Yeah, and what what is it telling us? And then I also think Second Corinthians five twenty one, the last verse in Second Corinthians five. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Mm-hmm. So it's it's this reality of the only one who's worthy of making us right with God is God. Yeah, that's that's the only one. And if you're not careful, like that verse, so you can sit here and say, "See, God did make Jesus," but that's not what he's saying. He's saying that no. the birth. He's talking about the physical birth. Mm-hmm. Never sinned to be our offering. That's right. Yeah. The son of man, Daniel. <clears throat> and uh, that doesn't mean that Jesus was then like he wasn't and now he was. No, no, Jesus was always there, but he was trying to communicate that there had to be this moment where God was going to have to become flesh. and But it wasn't the father. Hmm. It was the son. Yeah. Which is, so again... Getting on my mind wrapped around that idea a little bit is, I'm not going to lie, it's pretty difficult for me sometimes, Um, which is fascinating. So, like, how do we continue to see God in three? You know, the one in three, that there's one who and three what's, right? Um, This is fascinating. In Genesis 1.26, so we're talking the very beginning um, of the Hebrew Bible. It says, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. What what does that mean? And especially if you're looking at it from our context, say in the last few hundred years, uh, what is it referring to? Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. So all that is plural. Um, but it's, a, it's in a singular context when you read the Hebrew. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and the livestock, and all the wild animals on earth, and the small animals and scurry along, and, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. Now, here's what's interesting. Um, there's a whole, I, I, you can say religion, or maybe I like to refer to them as a cult. <laughs> you know, um, um, the Mor- Mormonism, or they don't like to be called that anymore today. So, the Church of Latter Day Saints. Hmm. And they look at this as if there's multiple gods. And that's what their whole faith is built off of. And they even believe that if you live a certain way, you can become one day your own god and have your own planet and your own universe and rule like currently Jesus does today. And and it's all built off of Genesis 126. That's incorrect because the word here for... um, our image and us is the word Elohim. Elohim, and it's capital E. It's not just E-L-O-H-I. It's capital E, and that means um, Father, Spirit, Word. That's what that means. Um, and so we get a picture not only in Genesis 1, Genesis 1, verse 1 and 2 of the triune God, but then we get an actual picture right away in you know, 26 verses later Mm -hmm. of a picture of that, the fact that God is three in one. Right. Like there's three distinct persons together. (laughs) I think 
I think about this. I'm like, man, imagine imagine being the Pharisees, like re- reading this and, and and knowing it, and and without John, without without the New Testament or or the Gospels in general. But it, I'm not gonna lie, it would be really confusing because yeah. you, and you can see this. You see this in Scripture where they're constantly focused on God the Father mm-hmm. and the grasp of Jesus. Mm-hmm not even talking about the Holy Spirit yet, we get to that, but the grasp of it being another who is, mm-hmm. is, is like mind-blowing for them. Yeah. And it's crazy. I mean, yeah. it is crazy. Mm-hmm. But also, once you see the beauty within it, it makes the reality of it that much better. So you brought up something just now, Abe. Um, this is something that I want to talk about is, you know, pre-New Testament, how do you differentiate, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the Father, Son, from Holy Spirit, and vice versa. And it, uh, the first story that comes to mind that I think about is um, the story of Moses and the burning bush, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to throw a word out there, and I'm going to test you guys a little bit. Okay, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but what does the term tetragrammaton mean to y'all? I have never heard that word. You've never I, heard that word? i got to no. say I haven't either. Okay, so you've never heard that maybe used that way, but you know what it is. It is where you see Lord in all capital letters throughout oh, the Old Testament. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, uh, or like in, representing Yahweh. Yes, Yahweh, the um, YHWH, um, where all the vowels are taken out from yeah. Yahweh, and where God says from the burning bush, you know, you're standing on holy ground, I am, is how he calls himself. Yeah. It's the first time that we see God calling himself anything. Yeah. And then um, I am who I am. And so when I was kind of told about that, um, I try to make things really simple in my head, and I was like, okay, well, that's easy. Whenever I see Lord, all capitals, that's the Father. Whenever I see the red letters, that's Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is just a shot in the dark. You just kind of got to guess on that one. <laughs> yeah. And I lived that way for a long time. Yeah. And so I wanted to ask you guys if, um, if you've ever kind of used little things throughout Scripture where you've asked yourself, okay, now, is this God or is it the Father? Is this God the Son? Who is, who's, who, who's speaking here? Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think so. I, I haven't thought that way. I've always thought uh, the whole time I'm thinking the Old Testament. Whenever God's speaking, I'm thinking of Father. Mm-hmm. I don't ever consider Son mm-hmm. or Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. I, I do. I, my mind does go to my mind does go to Son or Word when I hear of the Lord is there. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's this moment where uh, Abraham. Um, is going with, or, or Lot's in, go, I think it's, it's either Sodom or Gomorrah, one of the two, and Lot lives there. Mm. And there's like two angels and then the Lord. And they go there or something like that. Or the Lord shows up to Abraham or something. You're wondering, I wonder if that's Jesus. Or when... Um, the heel grabber. Is that the story you're going to talk about? Which one? Uh, the heel grabber, Jacob. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that, Bruise. you know, I wonder if that's Jesus. Mm. I just wonder. Or like in the story of Adam and Eve, when the Lord is walking with him in the cool of the day. That's or what something. I was just going to say. Genesis 3, it says LORD in all caps. Yeah. But it says that he's walking he's with He's walking them. with them. Oh, yeah. And it's not the Father because the Father's spirit. So you wonder if that's Jesus walking with them. And again, but that's pre-sin. 
You know what's funny is um, it's interesting. I'm to me. thinking about the chosen right now, and I shouldn't be putting an, an image with sure. with scripture. Sure, but, sure, but sure. forgive me here. The comment that God makes in that moment is, um, "Adam and Eve, where are you? Or what have you done?" He knows what they've done, but of don't, course he does. Doesn't that kind of sound like Jesus' questions now? Oh, for sure. From the disciples, and you know, when you think of the chosen, the woman at the well, he knows everything about her, but he still says, "Hey, go go fetch your husband." And yeah, we'll talk about totally it. plain. It's to spark. It's to spark almost to spark conviction, yeah, that, that or at least like a Jesus comment, or yeah. to or to spark. Um, which is what the thought. Holy Spirit does in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and still to this day, it's what he does. Like it's, it is fascinating. And I think the idea of like when Jesus says, when you've seen the, you've seen, when you, or how I say this, when you see me, you've seen the Father. Mm-hmm. So when you pay attention, like this is fascinating to me because I've had to, when I, where I read through the Old Testament now, I think of it through the lens of Jesus, which is what we should do anyways. Um, I'm not going to lie. There's these moments when you think, man, like, these people were super disobedient and he brought poisonous snakes and they killed, I can't remember, it was like a quarter or a third of the nation of Israel or something like that. Oh, yeah. And others were bitten. And the only way to survive or to be healed was to look up at this bronze snake that Moses built and mm-hmm. put up. That was the only way you could be healed. Yeah. And the, uh, the point wasn't the snake. The point was faith. Yeah. Right? But God did that. And... You're sitting here like, see, I can't follow that God, but I can follow Jesus. But wait a minute. Jesus is no different. Like, he is God too. He is the fulfillment of God in the sense in flesh. And so if that's true, Jesus was a part of the equation in making some of those really difficult decisions you find in the Old Testament. Or when they would go into the promised land and kill all these people, but that again, you have to go back to Genesis to realize that these people are the ones who walked away from God too. And they became their own culture, their own clan. And because they were disobedient, God was going to punish them. And this is how he's going to punish them through the nation of Israel coming in and taking over the promised land. But again, it goes all the way back to Genesis. And you just sit here and think, that's crazy. Is God really mean? So the question you have to ask, is Jesus mean? Well, the, I mean, you, the answer, of course, is no. <laughs> but, but supremacy demands Jesus is supreme. He so is. it still demands That's right. the same That's level right. of... And yet, and here's what's so great, is that it, the only one who could take away the sins of the world and the only one who could withstand God's wrath, because we all deserve God's wrath... Mm. Every single one of us, we are born deserving his wrath immediately. And the only one who could withstand taking on the wrath of God is God himself. And I think that's the picture of the entire Bible in a nutshell, is that he realized that we can't save ourselves no matter what we do. He was the only one that was going to take the wrath of what we deserve Mm -hmm. is himself. He stood in the furnace for us. Yeah, that's right. So... And the question is, is who was that? Was that Jesus or was that the Holy Spirit? Because you could see a fourth, yeah. you know, in the, in the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I think the king says that they were, sh- that, the, that the fourth was Or was it shining, an angel? It was, yeah, it was shining um, as if it were a god, or I think yeah. that's how it's written. Yeah. It's fascinating. It I, I, this is just a fascinating topic. But, like, let me ask you a question um, when it comes to all of this is, what does this do for you, though? How does this... 
how does this change or help you understand maybe the gravity of sin, our desire for him, and how we are to live our lives? Like what is what is the three in one mean for us? What does it mean for you? Uh, for me, it means that... Um, Not like I'm asking for your opinion on Scripture, but what should it do for us? You know, things like that. Sure. Well, I, th- I, th- I think a very, very simple concept is that you're not alone, no matter what. Because if mm-hmm. you put God in a box where you think God is in heaven and he's not on earth, yeah. then you think that you can get away with things down here, no matter yeah, what, where for you're sure. at. If you're in your room, you're under a blanket, you know, yeah. you hide in a closet, you think of something yeah. in your head. I, I can hide from him. You think you're safe, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be true if God was literally just in heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, But the fact that there is spirit, that automatically means that, um, yeah. that we're not alone, that the spirit is here right yeah. now in this room you know the spirit knows my thoughts sort of a thing and then the benefit to there being a christ is that even though i've had those thoughts even though i've done these bad things even though god has witnessed every terrible thing i've ever done there is one who saved me hmm. there's one who rescued me and that you know i can spend eternity in heaven because i am saved and that's the christ i i like that picture in a sense of because scripture also teaches us that we are to live in fear mm-hmm. of him of the Almighty, right? Because he does, he literally, not not metaphorically, he literally holds our eternity in his hands. Mm-hmm. He's in charge, right? And there, there needs to be a healthy fear of understanding that what I've done, what I've said, what I've thought of others, what I've thought of myself, how I treat people, um, what I do when no one's looking, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. There should be a healthy fear to say, oh my goodness, this is unbelievable. Like, I I really do deserve hell. And at the same time, I'm beyond grateful for Jesus. Um, same God, but it's almost like I look at them a little different mm. because... If I stand before the Father, I'm screwed, no matter what. <laughs> but if I stand before the Father with Jesus in front of me, then by grace and faith, I am saved. Mm. And I'm so grateful. Man, that really paints a really uh, big picture in my brain. It's like um, whatever happens when we die, whether we're sleeping in the dirt or whether we're in waiting or if there's a big golden gate and we're all in line like a cedar <laughs> yeah, right. for our turn, yeah. you know, whatever it looks like. It's hot here. When it's time for judgment, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's almost like Jesus is at the door. And if he says, well done, then he's going to walk in that judgment room with you. Yeah. Or if he says, there's peace. I never knew you, then you're walking in that judgment room alone. Oh, I do not want to imagine that. Yeah. I can't. And And I think... And again, I don't want to take away from the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is what you were just saying, though. Um, again, uh, Jason, he's in our group, and he wrote us this morning. But the idea, uh, even what he wrote this morning, is just this, is that I literally don't have to go through life on my own. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm making a decision, I feel like, man, I'm alone on this decision. No, you're not. God is actually with you. You know, he's... The Holy Spirit is in you. Obviously, you got, if you've accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, right? So 
He is in me, and therefore, I never have to make a decision again without him. Like, can I give you a quick example? Yeah. I was so dead set on ready to get a newer truck. Okay? <laughs> What's wrong with your truck? I know. It, it's 13 years old. There's parts and things starting okay. to fall apart, you know, and um, I'm starting to notice rust again. Oh. I just had to do some big changes on our tires and nice. rotors. and uh, But it's 13 years old. Okay. So I thought... You know what? Uh, the payment wouldn't be much different. It would be nicer to get a you know you know up at ten years or something. And I'm telling you, I was this is just crazy, but I was convicted, like really convicted. I don't need it, you know. And we're sitting here thinking like, you know, how can we maybe bless some more, or how we can give give more, or how do we get a few other things out of debt because we had some medical bills come up this year and stuff that we're still paying on and my old self would have made that decision but as I continue to walk in faith and grow in him and really desire him I mean I'm telling you like I'm at a point where I'm like you know what I, I'm good for I don't know how many more years mm-hmm. I don't need it you know yeah. but I'm telling you it was difficult but I, but it, I realized if I was just listening, I knew what I knew what, what my heart was saying. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. You know better. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, that's not me. Yeah. Like I can tell you that that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. So that's why God is with us. Like He is here helping us to make the decisions that are godly and kingdom focused. That's why Matthew six thirty three says, "Seek the kingdom of God above all else." Mm. Right. And what else? I think it says, "And live righteously, and He will give you everything you need." I, I I thought about that a lot recently. So hmm. I think that's what the Holy Spirit's doing today. Because Jesus was helping them yeah. to do it in person, live. But now, because he's not here, we have the Holy Spirit now. He was able to be in all of us, all around the world, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Being able to say, come on, you can do this. Make better decisions. Yeah. Here's how you do that. Exactly. Seek me first. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's, the, that's the beauty. I mean, I, you asked the question, what is, right, what... What is knowing the fullness of God mm-hmm. important to us as individuals? I think when I think of the fullness of God, I think of the bad news, mm-hmm. I think of the good news, yep. and I think of of how I can live out the good news yeah. now. Right? That's how I view the three, the three in one. Not that I don't think I don't think God's bad. Yeah. I think that I understand His supremacy. Right? I understand that God's supremacy is to say, I I don't have the right to to make myself good in his eyes i don't i don't have the right nor do i have the ability and then jesus says you're right Mm -hmm. but i can do it for you Mm -hmm. right and god acknowledges that Mm -hmm. and then the holy spirit is say let me continue to help you Mm -hmm. do that so it's it's this bad news then good news and then wow i'm getting some help too yeah and it's this it's picture of yes i'm understanding what god is and what and his supremacy but why is knowing all those three in one important is that neither one is more than the other. So like we don't focus on just God's um, hellfire, Mm -hmm. right? We don't just focus on Jesus' grace and we don't just focus on the works that the Holy Spirit does through us. Mm -hmm. If all of those have equal parts, 33.333 through whatever, blah, 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 repeating, then that's the picture of balance, of this is what it means to follow God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, 
they're all in one is that's the balance of of those things and i think that that's the beauty of of the trinity is to say man if we were trying to do any of this without the other it wouldn't make sense mm-hmm. or at least it, it at least it just wouldn't it wouldn't reveal the same way I think, yeah. in my opinion, when I think about it. Yeah, and I think that's why if if we as Christians don't get this, and I'm not talking about like, you have to know the nuances of everything about the yeah, details perfectly. of God. But if you understand the fact that God himself, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? Matthew 28, 19 is the best example. Um, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Like That verse alone is the picture. As long as you get that, then I think the rest of your life or how you should be living your life is determined on my understanding of that and that alone. Mm. You know, the Father's holy sitting in his throne. I am I am here because of him and I desire a, a relationship with him. And the only way that I can have that relationship with the Father is by believing in Jesus' death and resurrection, right? Romans ten nine, mm. And because of that, because I believe that Jesus truly is fully God, but Son of God, um, that died for my sins and rose again and took the punishment I deserve, and now I can have a relationship with the Father through the Son because the Holy Spirit's living in me and through me, then I know how to move forward in my relationship Mm -hmm. and how to live my life. Um, But if I don't see God in that light... You're stuck. Then I'm stuck. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm stuck, and I, I will never make decisions fully based on him. I will always make decisions based on myself. Sure. I think, I think that's true if you take any two just out of context with that, including the third. You know, if you believe in God the Father and you're cool with the whole Jesus thing, yeah. but, like, you don't pay any attention to the Holy Spirit or what he is or what he's doing in your life, um, then it's just like you're, you're literally missing out. Yeah on a third of what God is. And yeah, that's do right. For your life. And I, and I would love to hear more because here's, I don't know if we'll fully grasp or understand who God is though, until I give my life to Jesus. Like, okay. I, th- I think that's the key. It's like, I can't, I will never, Revealed. yeah, right. He, I have to be a believer in order for me to grasp and understand that. Yeah. So, um, we watched as, as, as a family the other day, um, the original Avatar movie. Okay. Oh yeah, the yeah. new one just came out, yeah. right? We're not ready. Yeah, for, I've recently that. seen that as well. I rewatched it because I knew the new one was coming out, okay. to well, which then, I haven't seen. Well, yet, then but... you know what I'm talking about the yeah. the the main character, the army guy yeah. that's the paraplegic, mm-hmm. um, Jake Sully. Mm-hmm. Jake Sully, yeah, um, good old Jake. He is trying to convince the 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 alien race, the main girl, um, Natiri, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. He's trying to convince her that he can be trained in their ways. He's trying to gain their trust and things like that, okay? The correlation that I'm making is that she says, you cannot teach someone that is already full. And he goes, don't worry, I'm empty. You know, my cup is empty is what he says. And if I'm to, 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 to parallel what we're talking about, um, and you said, you know, we can't understand God fully until we've given ourselves up for them. We have to empty of ourselves first mm-hmm. so that the Spirit will fill us, you know, because if we are still so consumed with ourselves, still cons- or so consumed with our own lives and our own dreams and ambitions and the things that we want in our life and our emotions, which are bad enough, um, we are not leaving 
God any room in our lives, in ourselves, to do what he has planned for us. So we essentially are just leaving the Spirit. We're, we're, we're almost putting our hand up and saying, Spirit, you know, I don't have room for you right now. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with God and Jesus, but I don't have room for the Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, that's not how that works. No, yeah, it absolutely. can't work. It won't work. Yeah. Simultaneous. And I think that's a problem, and I see that struggle. And I'm not, I'm not against the struggle, but I am against the, you know, well, why can't I be a Christian and still do what I want to do? Mm-hmm. Well, that question alone is, uh, you, you haven't made Jesus Lord of your life then. So then the question becomes is, I don't know if you've given yourself to Jesus at all then. Because like, if you're not worried about what it is that he's teaching. That's right. Then do you really actually yeah. grasp? Yeah. Now, if you're struggling because it's like, I know I need to get rid of this. It's just difficult and I don't know how yet. Okay, that's different too of, you know, no, I'm a Christian, but I still do what I want when I want, where I want, with whom I want. That's you know. the difference between open-mindedness, willing to change, and yeah. closed-mindedness, I'm not going to change. Yeah, I'm not going to change. Right. Because then I can say, by definition, you don't have fruit. And if you don't have fruit, you aren't connected to the vine, which is Christ. And so I think that's the difficulty. And I think many Christians struggle with that because, again, at the end of the day, you know, why can't I just believe in Jesus? Why do I have to follow Jesus? Mm-hmm. Well, because Jesus doesn't just say, I want you to believe in me. He says, I want you to follow me. Well, that's that to, the key. If that were the case, Jesus would have just like revealed himself to Jewish men yeah. that did know what the Messiah meant. Yeah. And then he would have just said, hey, I'm the Messiah. Believe in me. Yeah. That's it. And then I'll walk away. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Not what he, that's not what he did. He wants us he to said, follow hey, him. Hey, you're going to come be in every aspect of what I'm doing. You're going to be involved mm-hmm. in the things that you might not even see as important. Yeah. Jesus, why are we doing this? This is, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Jesus, like, you'll see. Yeah, you'll see. And that's the reality. Don't just believe, right? Belief, yeah. it's the start, right? I have to, you have to believe in me. And also it takes time to, to get that belief. I would say there's evidence to say that his disciples were not the greatest at that for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they didn't grasp it. Yeah. And then it clicked. Why? Because they were with him. They were continually Yeah, especially after following. the resurrection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, again, I think that's the foundation. And, and then it worked saying, again, like, what did we solve? I don't know if we solved anything, but more or less to say, man, you, we need to really understand and grasp the God that we believe in and serve. Mm-hmm. Like, he is way bigger than we maybe live. Um, Especially the way our culture, our culture um, presents it. Yeah. Uh, that by referencing back to my comment on the Demar social media post is every like I got a text saying everybody thinks that their God is real, mm-hmm. and it's, that's true. That's true. That everybody true. does think that. However, there is a defining moment to what really is true. Yeah. What really? Who really is? Because if everybody believes that, that means there's truth to only one. Mm-hmm. There's only truth to that to one God. Yeah. And who is that God? Yeah, and that's what you got to figure out. And I think history shows us that. Like, that's the key. Um, so, again, it's more than just, it's more than just, I believe it. It's like, no, I, not, I just, I believe it and understand it and, I, and wisdom. You know, what does it say? What, is it, what does history teach us? Um, you know, through scripture and reading other scriptures, it's important to see when did this all come about? How did this take place? Mm-hmm. 
um, what makes the most sense? What has the most uh, information that can't be, um, I don't know, argumented? Yeah. Um, I would say consistency along all 66 books and prophecy. Oh, for sure. I actually looked into it because that challenged me, right? I was on that social media post. That's how I found it. Yeah, and it and it's they're like, well, you don't have you. It's it's ridiculous that you're saying your God is the only real God when you don't have proof. But we do, and, we and I thought to proof. myself, yeah, we do have a ton of proof, right? I I I, I commented back, and I did wasn't argumentative, but it's to say, go look, and and there is documentation, right, of Jesus being real. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not we argue what he was, you cannot argue the fact that Jesus died and then no longer is in the grave. Yeah, there's no argument to that. You yeah. can't. There's no argument. Yeah. So where's no your proof? logical argument. Yeah, no logical yeah, yeah, argument. No you logical could say argument. whatever you want, yeah, but yeah. where is the that's that's the um the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. <laughs> that's a Nick Nick likes that. The proof is in the pudding. That's the truth. That's that's the reality of where we are. And when we can settle on that to say and then if you want the 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 reality of the hundreds of prophecies that were fulfilled just within Jesus coming. Yeah. Or just the day of his arrest and um, crucifixion. That alone. Or the day of his death. Holy cow. I mean, you can't orchestrate that. No. There's no, there's no level of, there's no, there's no level of um, coincidence mm-hmm. that could do that. I think yeah. the math I read on this document um, that I actually, when I was researching, but the math was done. And it's to say, I think it's, Jesus fulfilled more than 300 prophecies in the Bible. Peter Stoner in Science Speaks, Chicago Moody Press, 1963, calculated the probability of a man fulfilling 48 prophecies to be 1 in 10 to the 157th power. Jeez. And that's just 48 prophecies. (laughs) That's That's a lot lot of zeros. zeros. (laughs) So you tell me whose God is real and and what happened. It's impossible. Yeah. All right. So taking all of that, Taking all that into context, all of the great conversation that we had today, um, I have the I have the pastoral question for you two guys. That this is your chance to to evangelize. All right, <laughs> somebody walks into your service yesterday for the first time, mm-hmm. wasn't sure about this whole Christianity thing, wasn't sure about this whole Jesus thing. We just had a sermon that says, "Who is God?" Maybe they heard these things for the first time. What's their next steps? Yeah, so my immediate thought is, um, like, they're not a Christian, but they want to know more, right? They're on board. They're on board. Uh, we need we would need to get them connected immediately to um, either a a pastor or somebody deeper in their faith, so they can begin walking through the process of that with them. Uh, it's all about discipleship, which is what twenty twenty three is all about. And I'll be honest with you, here it might take a little bit, but say in the next four months, maybe five months, uh, we'll be able to have a plan literally for every person on anywhere in that time, you know, that frame of say, oh, you're, you're at this part of your faith journey. Okay. So, you know, oh, you're at this part of your faith journey. Let's get you connected here. It's kind of like the on-ramp of we're identifying it and then giving you an option to, to catch on. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so, but right now the idea would be is like, we want you to connect with one of the pastors on staff. And um, and then we'll begin to look, say, okay, great, let's figure this out. And yeah. then, you know, maybe there's a group that's opening here soon or there's an opportunity to be discipled by one of the people on our staff, things mm-hmm. like that. That would be the, that'd be the currently the process I would have that person do. Abe? Yeah. 
I would say very similar with that. Um, you, you utilizing um, the message as a catalyst, right, to say, wow, this has been newly revealed to me. Or maybe people even who do have faith background who have never heard or understood the idea of of God being three in one, separate and equal, mm-hmm. um, to, to enlighten that to the gospel, right? Wow, the gospel really is that awesome. I would say to those people who enlightened and or maybe it was just a new perspective for them, it would be to say, come talk to us, right? Nate already said it, but come talk to us, connect. And then if it's even not us, we will get you to a place where we're able to say, hey, you know what? I know somebody who's in a similar space or mm-hmm. somebody who has um, maybe a similar background, right? Nate's background is different than my background. Your background is different than mine. We can align with somebody who maybe has some understanding of where you're coming from, get you connected, and then somebody can walk alongside you to help you understand what it is that was sparked. Nice. Well, good job. You guys both passed the test because neither <laughs> of you said, yeah, just come back next week. And... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on. Well, we, well, we want you to do that. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. yeah just keep on coming back. You know, yeah. that's, all we, that's, yeah. a, that's a carrot out there on the, yeah. on the My fishing thing pole. My thing would be, uh, you know, is, is, is absolutely celebrating that moment with that person and then just be like, you know what, really dive into these feelings, you know, yeah. really dive into these questions. It's good to have questions because yeah. um, God just doesn't want – you know, um, a bunch of zombies and robots and just blind followers because he, he could have had that and he didn't. Could have yeah. easily, could have easily Absolutely. had it. He made us with with our own minds and, and intellect. And um, I think he invites those questions and he wants us to follow him, um, not just out of obedience, but out of love and faith um, because that's what a true follower is, mm-hmm. you know, someone that is really behind the movement someone that really believes in what they're saying and what they're going to do. And that's what God wants from us. You know, mm-hmm. it's totally our, our faith. And if someone is, is scratching the service or knocking on that door, um, invite, invite that question and be like, let's talk about that. Yeah, and, and also knowing that we might not always have the perfect answer, but we'll help you find it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's another huge thing is to say, we might not have the perfect answer, but by golly, we're going to try to help you find it because we might, we might look for you. We might be looking for the same thing. You might spark something in us to say, wow. Yeah. Like I've even had students ask me questions. Uh, I had, shout out, Sam Mortimer come up to me and ask me a question about, I think it was Revelation 8 with the trumpets. And I was way out of my league on that. And I'd, I had known what she was talking about. But the answer that I gave her was, let's look at context before and after. Once we did that together, we both came to what I would believe scripture was teaching. Mm. And it's just, that's the reality is knowing that we're not always going to have the textbook answer right Mm -hmm. away, Mm -hmm. but we will help you find it. Yeah. I'd like to think there's an angelic marching band somewhere. out (laughs) True. (laughs) True. Yeah. 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 Gabriel's got the boys pulling up. I can play tuba in heaven. I think that'd be pretty cool. There you go. (laughs) Tuba in heaven. Yeah. Just like old, old high school days. Well, we are, um, we have already approached our minute mark for this, yes. and so uh, if you're if you're still there, hanging on, listen listen to us. And we want to thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Shout out to you guys! Yes, great 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 job to you. We we, we hope that we didn't scare you away. Uh, we want to welcome you back next week. Um, we're still doing some fine tweaking on the final day, um, but we want to continue beyond the row. Mm-hmm. So this is a brand new season. I don't even know what season number I'm going to call it. It'll have a title in the description that you've already seen. 
But we want to thank you guys for tuning into Beyond we'll the Road. Nate, do you have anything in closing you want to add? Yeah, so next week is we're going to dive into um, the Bible and, and can we believe it, mm-hmm. you know? Because um, this week, Bible. again, we talked about who's God and we used all the references of Scripture and things like that. But then the question is, is like, okay, but can I actually believe the Bible? Because sure. if I can't believe the Bible, I don't know if I can really believe in God or at least what we were talking about today. Yeah. And again, tons and tons um, history and, and things like that. And I'm even I'm even thinking about showing a video that actually makes fun of it because I want to show everybody that we're not afraid of people who make fun of it because Ooh. probably they probably don't That's know very much. Right yeah, right. So, mm-hmm. um, and really, these these two weeks are really important in order to get to where we're going on week three. So, all right, I yep. dig it. I dig it. All right. Well, again, this is Nick, Abe, and Nate. And uh, yeah, thank you for going with us beyond the row. Beyond the row. Let's go do it, baby.